Hey, you are listening to the Grumpy Guy BJJ podcast. Hey, what's up, guys? Got to take care of a few things before we jump into this week's episode. First, our ramping isometrics for BJJ program. It is a 12-week program all laid out for you. It's going to help you build strength and cardio in the fastest, safest, and most convenient way possible. This is how James and I have been training for the past year, and we love it. So we put this program together so you can just follow along, and we are certain you will see and feel the benefits that we do. It's only 15 bucks. Just go to GrumpyGuyBJJ.com, click the drop-down menu in the upper right-hand corner, and you'll find it. Next, R3. Is this is our K2 D3 supplement. It is a combination combination of those two vitamins D3 and K2. These are two vitamins that James and I have been taking for a long time that really help us recover from hard training sessions. And for only 15 bucks with free shipping, you get a whole month supply. I was going to pull up some studies explaining the benefits of D3 and K2, but I'm not going to insult your intelligence and pretend to be a fucking scientist. I take it it helps me recover. That's it. So for 15 bucks, check it out. And last but certainly not least, we have partnered up with Dejitsu.com. They have a ton of awesome BJJ instructionals, and they have hooked us up with a discount code for our listeners. It's Grumpy10. So what you got to do is you go to Dejitsu.com, which is D-I-G-I-T-S-U.com. Find the instructionals you want, throw them in a shopping cart, in the little discount code box, you type in Grumpy10, which is just G-R-U-M-P-Y, and the number 10, one zero. That's it. No spaces. Boom. You get 10% off. You're up and running. They got a nice app you can download on your phone. That way you can take your instructions right to the gym with you, watch the technique, drill it. It's a pretty sweet setup. So once again, D-I-G-I-T-S-U.com, discount code Grumpy10, G-R-U-M-P-Y, one zero. Simple as that. To find all this stuff I just got done talking about, go to our website, grumpyguybjj.com. Click the drop-down menu in the upper right-hand corner. There, you'll subscribe to our newsletter for podcast updates. You'll find links for the Ramping ISOs program, the R3 Recovery Supplement, and then under the Programs and Products tab, you'll find a link to dejitsu.com. And let's be honest, if you guys can't figure out how to navigate a website by now, there's nothing I can do to help you. So quit fucking around. Check it out, train hard, and let's get into this week's episode. All right, I think we're good. Okay, so... Here we go. All right. Uh, <laughs> here we go. <laughs> jumping right. right into it. Z's here. Yeah. Episode 125. Oh, my God. None of us have the coronavirus yet? Nope. I don't think I've had it twice already, so... I'm the only guy I got reinfected. That's what I've decided. So you have... Should have you could, like, sell your blood. Maybe. As, as the cure slash vaccine. Yeah, I don't know. Does it work like that? I don't think so. No. Unfortunately. Unfortunately. That'd be pretty easy. <laughs> yeah, just find someone who's had it and get their blood. But anyways. anyways. So okay, yes, no, so. coronavirus free in the studio at the moment. Um, <laughs> So we'll start off with the Pokemon update. Let's start off with that. Let's okay, start off with that. So. You gotta read it to me. You know okay, way more about Pokemon so, than I do. This is a Garvantula. It's a, uh, it evolves from a Joltik. Joltik is its first stage. It has ninety hit points and it's a electric slash grass type. Slash grass type. grass type. Yeah. I didn't know that was a type. It is. <laughs> it is. 
<coughs> and then it does double thread, which does no damage. And then Electroweb, which does 30 damage. It, uh, under double thread, it says this attack does 30 damage to two of your opponent's benched Pokemon. Apply weakness and resistance. Oh, man. And then under Electroweb, it says the defining Pokemon can't retreat during your opponent's next turn. Okay, read the little thing in the corner that tells a little story oh, about it. Okay. You can tell us all the stuff we don't necessarily know. When attacked, they create an electric barrier by spitting out many electrical char charges, charged threads. Nice. Yeah. Cool. Sounds good, ma'am. What, uh... Oh, what did we go over in jiu-jitsu this week? We went over the double... We went... Yeah, we went over the double leg and the single leg. Nice. Yeah. How'd you do on those? Uh... Of which one? Either one. Which which one did you like better? What, the, the single leg or the double leg? Single leg. Single leg? Ooh, I like that one better, too. Yeah. Eh, it kind of depends. Sometimes I'm on a double leg move. Yeah, single leg is fun. <laughs> Show them the one where they kind of step out behind and just like uh -huh. don't do the big leg dump. So the kids dumping the coaches is always fun. fun. Yeah. yeah, and also uh, if you're wondering what Gervantula looks like, it's like, so picture a like ginormous spider that turn that uh, like is, is as big as you like a little taller maybe and then yeah and then it's yellow and the little bit of it is uh i think tan and look and the little blue okay and they can google it if they really want to see what it looks like and its eyes are blue it has one two three four five and it has six eyes sweet okay all right, man. Anything uh, else from the non-Pokemon world you want to share before we wrap up our Pokemon update? Let's see. Let's see. We're going to build... <laughs> yeah, we're going to build a... So, um, yeah, we're going to build a ladder up to, the, up to my crow's nest. Yep, we got some... I got a two-by-four. On, on your climbing tree out there? Yep. Yeah. And then, Dad, and what was the Put some other? boards up, make a little ladder so we can go higher. And what was the other thing that you were going to do with the wood? I was it, I think. I remember you saying one more thing. I can't remember. You said something and I'm going to put a ladder up. I don't remember, buddy. Well, that'd be cool. Again. It's getting to be that time of year. It's getting nice out. You can spend more time outside, climbing around. And it's all foggy. I know. It's all rainy now. It's yeah, it's hilarious. not real nice today. But like a week ago, when we were looking at the forecast and we were deciding whether what we want to do for spring break, we were like, oh, it's supposed to be nice. And then, oh, are the kids on spring break? Yeah. This week? Yeah, yeah. They start well, it started on Thursday. <laughs> oh, so they, just, right. they went through Wednesday. And then next week's technically spring break. But then, obviously, we'll see how long that lasts. See, so, shut down the schools by the time they're supposed to go back. I know, yeah. Well, Shiloh's ahead of the curve because she's already doing most for online schooling. But um, so, anyways, yeah. Well, uh, it is a little rainy and overcast 
on our spring break so far, but we're making the most of it. So, all right, man. Appreciate the Pokemon update. Mm-hmm. All Thanks, right. Bye. 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 We'll see you later. Oh, you can let Ock out if he wants to go. I don't think he wants to. Oh, there he goes. Yep. All right. See you guys. See ya. Bye. <laughs> All right. Pokemon updates. Pokemon update. Yeah. He's been liking uh, banging them out first thing in the episode. Yeah. Lately, so. Early. Get it done. I, I can appreciate that. Cool. So. It, uh, oh, he slid it under the door for in case, us. In case, in case we were we, worried. Yes. If we wanted to review. In case we wanted to review. Exactly. <laughs> I'll get it. Just so Aka doesn't step on it. When Ruin it. Back in. But, uh. But anyways, we're here. We're here, it's man. It's crazy time. It is crazy time. Everybody's yes. shutting things down. Yesterday's news a week from now. So yeah, by the time everybody hears this. Yeah, who knows it'll happen a week from now when you guys are everybody will. Yeah, I know. Or it'll be. So But uh yeah. For the time being though, we got jujitsu still. Yep. So it is like interesting. A lot of people's gyms are shutting down. So what do you do hey, then? Is, is that uh, I the only gyms I was aware of shutting down were I know over in Denver on the Front Range. Yeah, a lot of gyms were putting out that they're closing down for the next two weeks. Is That's it, pretty much like the standard thing. In like is most that cities. Or not? Is it any densely populated areas? Yeah, where the disease, the yeah. pandemic is yeah, spreading. A fucking word, man. I know it that just sounds terrifying. Induces panic, and it it's does. Like, wait a minute, man. What are we really dealing with here? It's not fucking sleeping sickness in the Congo or something. I mean, there's Dude, like true. Yeah, there's two things that are white people out. This is not diseases. one of them. No, man, it's not. That's one what of them. I do. This is such a weird thing. Like, I don't understand. I don't understand the panic. I mean, we were talking about it before we hit record, but yeah, it's a weird thing, man. Yeah, yeah, older, unhealthy people are susceptible. And there's know, risk factors. There's risk factors. It's not if, if you get it, you're going to die. It's no, not like the fucking man, bubonic plague. If or you're older, if you're obese, you're unhealthy, you have, you know, history of respiratory problems, yeah, it's it's definitely a concern for you. But guess what? The regular flu is the same way. And so it's not, that's what I don't get. And why, you know, so people are freaking out, everything's shutting down, the economy's tanking, like, Dude, yeah, it's it's such a weird time. Like, I, I'm having it's weird. Like I can't wrap my mind around all the chaos and people freaking out. Yeah, you know my my family lives back in Michigan. My mom works at the schools, and my dad just texted me yesterday. He said they shut the schools down for the next three weeks. Yeah, I mean I'm sure a week of that is probably spring break. So they added right. two two to it. I'm speculating. I know their spring break differs differs a little bit from what we do out here, like within yeah. a week or two. But yeah, it's fucking it's bananas, man. Yeah, everybody needs just to simmer the fuck down. Yeah, I don't, uh, I don't know. The leadership at the top started fucking panicking is what it feels like. And then it was just this, uh, domino effect. Domino effect. And, and again, like I, I, I have this, there's just a, a feel of the times, this social justice warrior times that we live in that, that this reaction kind of has that feel a little bit. Like just, like we're just, you, you can't, uh, like we were talking about, like there's risk factors for it. And instead of like really highlighting the risk factors and really like working on people that have these risk factors, trying to uh, mitigate their uh, chances of getting it, 
that's not the focus because you'd have to tell people like, Hey, if you're obese and you smoke or, you know, you match these things and like, we can't do that. And so you might hurt their feelings. Right. Cause it's so not, it's, it's like, every, we have to do something that, that everyone involves everyone because we can't single people out, but we should in a case like this, this is where singling people out is what's best for everybody. Yeah, profiling people has a place. Yeah, and this is a place for it. Yeah. Guess what? You have all these other risk factors. You are very susceptible to this. Yeah. Stay home. Yeah. I just, I mean, the thing is, is it's, it's the precedence that it sets. It's like we deal with shit like this all the time. A really bad flu season can be, you know, like, but we don't like, things don't get shut down on this level across the board. Like, that's the thing. It's like, so what are we going to do now? Like, shut down every time there's some weird thing that pops up? Well, and you made a good point earlier when we were talking. You know, everybody's solution right now is to shut down. Well, so, okay. Okay, let's say, we, we're, let's say quote, unquote, we all shut down for two weeks. It's not going to be fixed in two weeks. No, yeah, that, that's... So, so what are we going to do in two weeks' time? Dude, I don't it's know. It's going to be worse because yeah. it's going to spread and over, we're not going to contain it over the next two weeks. It's not we're not going to find a no. cure for it or a vaccine in the next two weeks. No, nothing's going to nothing is going to improve in two weeks' time. No. So what what's the answer then? Okay, cool. You shut things down for two weeks. Now what? Yeah, we can't. Two, yeah. two weeks are up. No, what are you going to do now? Oh, we just shut down. Are we are we that short sighted? Like that that's what's that's a really frustrating thing. Like okay, yeah. what are you doing in this two weeks' time that's going to make two weeks from now better? It's just everybody has to do their part. And again, like that's the thing is like the. The way that it's been portrayed, and that's that's the thing, like the whole flattening the curve thing. Like I said, that was the that was the biggest them getting everyone to swallow that line. You know, just because no one's ever heard of that before. You know what I mean? Like you do shit like this to cure it, to get rid of it, to make sure that okay, we're gonna do this for two weeks and it's gone. Right? Right. Like, that's that's why we would do it. If you had a flu, like, you would, and you, you hear of, like, school shutting down because everyone's getting sick. Like, we, we had that happen. We did that when, just kind of within the past year or two yeah, that happened, Yeah, right? yeah, it happened within the last year. So, we had yeah. some local high schools that got, like, a really bad flu bug or stomach bug or something that went around, and they shut it down. They, they shut, shut down the schools for like down for, like, three or four days. A couple days, right. And disinfect. Because the idea is that we're going to, okay, all right, all right, we're going to shut down for a period of time, and we're going to come back when it's done. Right? Like that's our mentality. And so now they're telling us like, oh, you guys got to fucking shut down. And so our mentality is like, okay, cool, we'll shut down. And in two weeks, like it'll be controlled. And the, them getting us to swallow this flatten the curve thing where it's like, no, 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 no. It's still not going to be controlled. It's still going to be going on. You're just going to slow the curve. Like we're still going to get to this fucking point, right? It's just... What we got to do, like, and that's part of what they're selling us on is that we have to slow the curve so the medical system can keep up. And that right now the medical system is getting so slammed with cases that if we don't slow down the curve, the medical system is going to get overwhelmed. And so it's not that we're not going to fucking end up at the same point. It's just we have to slow things down enough for the medical system to be able to keep up. That that's the selling point. That's mm-hmm. what they've got us to uh, buy, and that's where it's like, you know, wow, that's, you know, like I said, like the 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 best fucking trick the devil ever played on us was getting us to believe he didn't exist. Yep. Or whatever. It's like, 
fuck man, that's, that's that right there. Like they just reset our expectations completely. So we know that in two weeks, nothing's really going to be different. So what does that mean? What are we going to do different now if nothing's really changed? And it just, it puts so much fucking like power in the hands of this like world health organization that it's, uh, yeah, it's, it, I mean, if you want to go total conspiracy, right? Like you've got this global, the world health organization, right? Who's going to argue with the world health right. organization? They have nothing but our best interest. Right, right. You might right. even, you might argue with the United Nations, but you're not going to argue with the world health organization, right? right? So you've got this global entity that has influence over world governments and is able to on some, like they say it's a pandemic. Now all of a sudden all the world governments have to fucking react to this global institutions, uh, what it says. And now, you know, so we've got this global institution putting us in this position where it's like, we're being told not to congregate and we're like one step away from martial law and yeah, like it is, if you really, really, really wanted to fucking smoke a bowl and get all conspiracy theory on it, like, man, it's kind of fucking scary times. Oh, believe me, my, like, I kind of lean towards that side. I, I don't go full, like, flat earth space is fake conspiracy. Yeah. But as far as, like, big organizations and them leading us down certain paths and controlling us, like, dude, I fall, I, I see that. Uh, like, I tend to lean towards that. Yeah. And I look at this. This whole situation through that lens. Yeah. Definitely. Like, you can't not. No. Like, I, I think you're a little foolish not to. Yeah. I mean, without being a fucking tin hat, you know, aluminum foil hat weirdo. Yeah. Yeah, dude. And if you just look at the writing, like, okay, it's election season. So we got new, you know, maybe new president coming into power. And unless the Democrats really disrupt society and piss people off with the leadership, there's probably not going to be a change. Yeah. And they see that because they don't have a, they don't have a real strong candidate to beat Trump, you know they just don't. Like, yeah. I, I don't think they do. Like fucking Trump's a stand up comedian; he can just get up there and talk shit and win people over. Yeah, it's funny. And uh, they, who was Joe Biden going to beat him? Like unlikely. And uh, so, is this a ploy? I mean, who knows? Like, if I, who knows, dude? It's and then the economy. That dude. That's what's freaking me out. Fuck this being sick. Yeah, I'm worried about the older people in my life. You know, I'm sure we all are. I hope they stay healthy and all that. But this isn't. This is a flu. I worry about them just getting a flu yeah. any time of the year. It, yeah, dude, the economy is a scary thing. Yeah, you know, the stock market just you know taking a shit this past week, and there's no end in sight for that. And they get, but and then all these dude, there's gonna be significant economic consequences for all the decisions they're making. You know, if you look at like South by Southwest was shut down in Austin this yeah. past week. That's a huge blow to that city and to people directly affected by those industries. Same thing with the Arnold Fitness Classic in Columbus. You know, what, last weekend, the weekend before. Be, yeah, by the time you guys hear this, it'd be like two or three weekends have passed. But they shut that down. That's huge. All the economic, you know, fallout from that. The NBA, the NHL, March Madness. Yeah. Dude, there's, there's a all... ton of just everyday blue collar workers that are missing out on money from that. Yep. And so they're not going to be buying stuff. And dude, there's just huge ripple effects. Yeah. And yeah, I mentioned that. Like everybody who's making these decisions gets paid regardless. Yeah. Or at least theoretically still. I mean, you know what I right. mean? Like if fucking 
eventually the economy starts to affect them too. They may look back and be like, oh shit. Like, but I'll guarantee you that if the NBA players got paid per hour instead of a fucking contract, but they actually have some. This is the funny thing, man. There's a, a clause. It's called a, a doomsday clause that's in the, the collective bargaining agreement where in the event of something, uh, like, this. something like this, like you know, a war or natural disaster or, or something like this, and they have to cancel games and cancel part of the season, like it's in the collective bargaining agreement for the teams to not have to pay the players for those games because they get game checks. Correct. And so what's hilarious, what's fucking hilarious, and this is such typical liberal fucking bullshit, is now it's being portrayed like, you know, one, a lot of players didn't realize it was there. And, and it's being portrayed like, oh, would the big, bad, evil NBA really do this? And like, you know, actually do the thing that everyone bargained for and agreed to and signed off on. Like, it, that is such typical, like, no, no, we agree to that because we don't think that it will It'll ever, happen. ever, ever happen. And exactly. now that it's actually happening, we're going to be like, we wanna change wait the a minute, man. You're really going to do that, bro? Like, come on, dude. That's messed up. No, it's like, not. wait a minute. Why did you fucking agree to it in the first place, man? Yep. Like, yeah, be stand up about it. Don't fucking act like it's like that was collectively a bargain. It was in the fucking agreement and it, you guys were fine with it. And now that it looks like you guys are going to lose three weeks of your season, it's like being like, oh, you know, it's like, fuck, man. I, I, so anyways, I thought that was kind of funny because, you know, first the players are all like, oh, we got to shut down. We got to do it. We got to do it. But now they're being told like, oh, it may actually economically affect you. Like, like oh, you may wait, actually wait like lose game checks for it. And it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, mean, I don't think people's tune has changed necessarily because it's just the politically incorrect thing to do and then you had that uh i mean i don't know if you heard like kind of what triggered the whole uh like sports world shutting down but they had a player on the utah jazz that tested positive tested positive yep yeah i kind of caught wind Some of that fucking french fuck and uh <laughs> and but anyways what made it even worse is the day before he tested positive he was he was talking shit, didn't talking he? shit, he and touch was touching like, people, touching people's microphone, and just getting up, yeah, like just completely disregarding the the, the rules to being not a, being a mock, you know, yep. being a dickhead about yep. it. Yep. And so, uh, but anyway, so he tested positive, and then they got one teammate that tested positive. But man, I'll say, like, even that is like, okay, he had it. He's been in like pretty close contact with a shit ton of people. Shit ton of people, man. All his teammates, all the they don't have staff. It. It's not yeah. like the entire Utah Jazz facility is infected now. Right. It's like okay, if it was just again, it's okay. Him and okay, it's not good, but it's like the way it's being portrayed is that if you were even in the same room with someone that has it, like. You're going to fucking get it. It's right. this highly contagious thing. That's why we can't allow, allow gatherings of 100 plus people because the odds of someone fucking spreading it to everybody is just so fucking high that it's, it's just not worth it. But it's like, wait a minute, man. Like way more people would have this shit if it was that, if that contagious. Was case, yeah. So like what the fuck's going on here? So yeah, again, it's like I don't. Things just don't add up. No, they don't add up. And, and people's reaction to it is it seems to be more conditioned by the the script of the times as opposed to like rational. A rational reaction. Reaction. Yep. I, yeah. I, I agree. Yeah. It's 
in the end, and everybody freaking out and buying fucking toilet paper. Yeah. Like, come on, people. Like, what is going on here? Like, such sheep. Like, people do just freak out, and they see what everybody else is doing. They're like, oh, I must need this really bad if everybody else needs I don't know why I need this, but I need it. Yeah. Everybody else is buying it, so I better go get myself some. Like, what the, what the fuck, man? Yeah, are you afraid people don't want to be... Miss out, man. If you see everybody else doing something, they must know something you don't know. That's right, too. So. Just so, follow and ask questions later. Keep going, man. Yeah. Yep. That's why, again, you got to be real careful with people. <laughs> you God can't spook it. them. I know. <laughs> so. People are so fucking stupid. It's frustrating. Mm-hmm. And it really is. Yeah, yeah, there's going to be, because, dude, we're going to feel the effects of this for quite some time yet. You know, the economic effects. That, that's what's bothering me. Is like, come on, man. I mean, granted, our economy's been really good for quite some time. So we were due for a course correction of sorts. Yeah. It just, you know, it's just the ebbs and flows of things. And so maybe we were in a fragile system and it took something just, it didn't, we were right on the tipping point. And so yeah. something just kind of pushed it off the edge. But to push it off the edge like this, dude, this is like a head first dive off the edge. Yeah. Shutting all this shit down. Like I was telling you guys beforehand, I was listening to, uh, I forget what type of business a guy had, but a guy in Columbus, Ohio, because that's where the Arnold Fitness Expo goes on, and they canceled that. And uh, I believe the guy said that that weekend of the Arnold, or even that week leading up to the Arnold's in that weekend, he earns like 30% of his yearly income that week and weekend, because mm-hmm. it's such a big event. And that just got stripped from him. So he just took a 30% hit. And I, dude, that's huge. Yeah. And there's going to be a ton of people like that a ton with all this shit getting affected and that that's what i don't think people are really wrapping their minds around you know like yeah yeah there's so many unintended consequences don't just shut this down shut this down pump the brakes hold on a second there's no you don't just shut down without affecting things yeah you don't just cancel things without affecting things yeah i was listening to uh this this lady was a bartender in austin because you know south by southwest got shut down and she just strictly works at like a convention center. Like it's not a regular bar to right. where, where you have patrons coming in anyways. I mean, their business is conventions. And when South by Southwest comes to town, she makes good money. You know, they, and there's like a whole month leading up to yeah. or around to where she's like, you know, we bust our ass and work hard for like this month, but then we're set for a little while and we, we plan on this. And that just got stripped from us. And that's what people aren't thinking about that kind of stuff. Yeah. You know, there's, there's ramifications to these decisions. And the, again, it goes back to it's not that bad of an illness. Yeah, it sucks if you get it, but it's the flu. It's not just going to take you out like no, some not. flesh-eating fucking bacteria that's just going to ravage your system and yeah. you're done. Like it's, yeah. it's the flu, it's man. It's not a death sentence. No, it's not a death and sentence. That's how it's like being portrayed. That, that's, what's, oh, that's what's so frustrating. Like, come fucking on, man. Yeah. You're willing to sacrifice... We had a great economy going, everything going good. You're willing to sacrifice all that for what? Yeah. Well, again, man, because you can't, like, if you don't do everything that you can, then by some, on some level, you're implying that, well, just some people have to die. Like, for the cause of the greater good, some people are going to have to die. So we're going to tank the whole greater good but to, that's, protect, to protect those fragile individuals. But that's the, yeah. In this day and age. And that's what I'm saying. That's, that's, why, that's why I feel like this has this social justice warrior yeah. nonsense feel to this reaction, which is that we have to protect 
the most vulnerable in our society at all costs, even if we are disrupting other, you know, established things that have value for a lot of other people, right. if we feel like they are causing problems for the most vulnerable in our society, I mean, that's that term that gets used over and over again to describe, you know, you fucking fill in your minority or, you know, gender, what, you know what I mean? Like, that's the deal. Is it's, And so we've been conditioned to think like, yes, that's what you have to do. You, you, we have to do everything that we can. And if you don't, you're a monster. This is, yeah. And it's, if you don't support yeah, this, then that. you're a monster. And then you'll label me a monster because that's not the correct. I know. But that's, again, I, I say like, that's what I don't like. I feel like at some point someone's going to have to, a real leader's going to have to step up and say, look, we got to do what we got to do, but we also got to keep things going. And, and there's a quiet courage and, and, and bravery for the people they continue to do their jobs. Yep. And yes, they risk getting sick, but they understand that the greater good has to continue. And we have to show up to work and we have to keep things running. And like that that needs to be applauded at some point. Because right now it's being demonized. Yep. Right now it's basically, man, if you're going to work, like you're almost like supporting the coronavirus, and that means that you're contributing to deaths. Like, you're a monster. Yeah, fuck those people. I know, but that's the danger. It's like, once you let that narrative start, and once you start accepting it, it's like, where does it end? There's no fucking end to it. Like, at some point, you know, yeah, somebody has to point out, like, man, no, the people who are, who are just punching the clock, the everyday Joes who are continuing to brave this thing, uh, like, they're the real heroes. Yep. Because if it wasn't for them, none of us would have power, none of us would have food, none of us would have, like, water. Like, these things have to continue and people have to show up like we can't shut everything down like that's not practical but yeah we need someone like we need to step Teddy, up we need a teddy roosevelt yeah somebody's gonna step we up the, man we need that type of guy and say look step up, be a, we need a leader like that yeah exactly dude was a monster i've been yeah. going down the teddy roosevelt teddy roosevelt rabbit hole again yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna learn more i found this uh like a 10 this, this podcast that's like 10 episodes all about Teddy Roosevelt. <laughs> I'm going to listen to that. In my next book I'm going to read, I'm gonna, I'm, I don't know if I'm going to read his autobiography. There's a lot of books about him. Yeah. I'm going to find a good read about him. That dude was a stud. Yeah. He was a, he was a badass. He was a fucking, yeah. He was, he, a, he was a fucking badass. Yep. Yeah. I think, uh, God, it was him, man. A little bit of a tragic. I mean, you, I don't know if you know, like his, uh, he had one or two sons killed in World War II World War One or something like that. Well, he was born in 1858, so it would have had to have been World War One, probably. World War One, probably. Yeah. Yep. And so, but anyways, because he was all about like, you know, you he, like he went to fucking Puerto Rico because he wanted to fight. Like you, you like like back then, like you basically he, people would act like mercenaries in some level. Like, where's a fight going on? Let's I'm gonna go. go there. Yep. And I'm gonna. You know, and roll on a side, and I'm going to seek honor and glory and battle, and that's just, you know, that was just what you did. You know, I mean, for some people, that that was what he did. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, but then you instill that, you know, in in your kids, and you realize, like, oh shit, maybe I was lucky. <laughs> like, maybe just seeking out fucking wars and battles to prove yourself is not. <laughs> yeah, he was a, he was a maniac, dude. I mean, he was even preaching. I think he gave the speech in like was it like 1899. Uh, God, he was all about the strenuous life, and I don't know if he titled his speech "The Strenuous Life" or if it just kind of got titled later on. Yeah, but he was concerned back in 1899 that 
modern society was getting soft. Like you are all turned into a bunch of fucking pussies. Oh and yeah. Weakness, I think yeah, weakness is shameful and a sin. And if you're not out there hardening yourself, you are and he, he had a whole speech about, you know, just the modern life making everybody weak. But you, you know what's funny though, is like that's if everybody that was in did that, yeah. But if you aren't if you are weak, right, your chances of dying from the coronavirus are higher. You yeah. know what I mean? Like that that's really like just kind of That's what like, I'm saying. We need a yeah, guy like that. We this. need a guy like that. Like that's yes. that's the thing. If we were more robust as a society, like this would not be what it is. No. It would not be what it is. That's what I'm saying. That's a, yeah. It's kind of funny that I just started going down this rabbit hole. Physically and, and, and mentally. In light of these times. Like, oh, it's, it's you know, it's it's funny how things just kind of pop up in your life and timing. And But yeah, like, yeah, if we had a guy like this running the show and it was acceptable to be like him nowadays, yeah. this would not be an issue. Well, yeah, but I mean... Yeah, I mean, it'd be an issue. I just but mean, was, like, what he was saying is right. true. And if, if more people, like I said, we've, we've touched on this. The problem is, we say this, like... Oh, you know, if you have a risk factor, you need to be careful. But then the, the problem is, is your average American is obese. Like you have so many people in this country that, that smoke. That had the risk factor. Right, are, that have this risk factor. And yeah. so we as a society are physically weak. We have so many of us. Like that's what they're really afraid of, right? Like, I, I, like Joe Rogan had a, a dude on talking about it. And he was talking about that the, the thing is, is risk factors, yep. right? And so like over in China, it was men old men who smoked like they had the highest mortality rate from this thing but over there like you know the high like fucking 80 percent of old men smoke right and and the mortality rate was much lower among the old women because they don't smoke as much and so there's these risk factors and what he what he said was that the the problem is that in the united states you're going to run into the obesity risk factor like it's a different set of risk factors that we are going to have to face but you know we don't have as many like old men who smoke as they do over in china just based on numbers right like they got fucking three times as many people over there so they're gonna have more old men that smoke but we have an obese population and i was kind of like just kind of like brushed over but that's that's a huge yeah that's the problem that's the problem we have have an at-risk population that's the problem Mm -hmm. and and i think that's what you know kind of that that's the thing that they don't want to say, you know, is that it's, and so it, it causes confusion among people because they're not just saying like, look, this is the problem. Like if you're obese, if you smoke, like these are the risk factors. Now, statistically speaking, if you're listening to this, you have one of these risk factors, which means that you need to be careful. And this is so, but if they tell everybody who has one of these risk factors to stay home, that's like over half the workforce. Right. So again, the economy gets crippled doing that. So it's like, what, I, you know, yeah, I don't know what the fucking answer is, but it, we're trying to fix a problem like midstream. You know what I mean? Like the problem is that we have an at-risk population. We can't fix then, that right and, now. And this is just putting a magnifying glass on it. Right, yes. It's really what it is. Yes. But we don't, we got to be careful with people's feelings nowadays and we don't want to say that. Yeah. Then, you know, that's a big problem. That's one of the problems. Well, you yeah. know, we're not saying these things to be crass. But it's just... Dude, it's, it's the real problem. It's the real problem. And if we can't... We can't fix the problem unless we identify the problem. And admit it's a problem. And admit it's a problem. You know... Like, it, the physical decline of our society as a whole has ramifications. And here we... And, and now it's... You're seeing the ramifications. There are... Right? Yeah. There, yep. Yeah, man. Yes. That is the... That's the thing. So keep yourself healthy. 
Keep yourself Exercise. healthy. Yeah. Sleep. Eat right. Yeah, if you take care of yourself, you you're have much fewer risk factors for so many things. Yep. So that's, yeah, man. That's really what it is. It's uh, but we can't say that. No, beauty at any size. You know what I mean? Yeah. Health at any size. You can be a healthy fat person, according to the shit nowadays. Like, get the fuck out of here. Yep. Take care of yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyways, it's too late now. So, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Everybody should be. This is why people need fucking fitness and jujitsu. Yep. Keep them in shape. You know something that uh. Teddy Roosevelt would do all the many crazy things. I'm gonna be talking about Teddy Roosevelt a lot, probably over the next few weeks. Just yeah. heads up, everybody. Dude, that, dude, I love this dude. I've re- I've gone down this uh, mini rabbit hole of him before, but I think I'm going. I'm jumping in both feet this time. Uh, he did. He would do these things. I think he called them endurance challenges or endurance tests or some something to that effect. <laughs> to where he would pick. He would point A to. He's like, all right, I'm gonna go from point A to point B, and I'm gonna go a straight line. No matter what obstacle I come across. Yeah. If it's a thorn bush, I'm going through it. If it's a pond, I'm going to wade through it. You know, if it's a wall, I'm going to climb over it. But this is my test. I'm not, I'm not going to go around anything. I'm going a straight line. <laughs> and he would challenge himself like that. Yeah, man. We would do that when he was in the White House. Yep. It drove the fucking Secret Service nuts because he'd sneak out at night and do that shit. <laughs> exactly. The dude's a fucking maniac. I love it, man. Hell yeah, man. No, there's, that's who we need. Some real fucking leadership. So, anyways. Anyways. All right. I don't know what else to talk about besides that. Jiu-jitsu. Check out our fucking banner we got made up for our... Hang it up. Show up, be a good teammate, dude. That's pretty badass, dude. I like it. Yeah. Got a little... You know, just... uh, uh, Having this up and just, like I said, just keep drilling it, especially the kids. The kids. He's like, yeah, like that's, it's the code, you know? It's like, okay, how do we, the the whole idea of a code is what, it's a set of principles or a, a way to, to filter uh, situations that let you know how to act. So instead of having to learn how to act in each individual situation, if you have a set of rules that you can run a bunch of individual situations through, yep. And you get a consistent, you know, like, be honest. Uh, work hard. You work, know, yeah, 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 whatever it is. whatever it is. Yeah, and so it's, uh, that's the whole thing. Is like you run into a problem and, you know, you're able, you should be able to run your, your problem through your code and give you some sort of uh, direction. may not be comfortable, but that's the, uh, the idea. So, and that was the whole idea with the, the Fruit of BJJ code is the, you know, what are the three things that I want to, that you can tie back to everything back to. So, I mean, you know, showing up, number one, and then being a good teammate, and then doing your best. I mean, really, like, that's what, can't really add anything else to it. Like, no, that's pretty that's much good. it. That's, that's that's a good standard to set for yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so say you can point anything going on. It's like, you know, hey, man, you're doing that. Is that doing your best, right? I don't have to tell you how to act right there. I just need to ask you, is that your best? And if the answer is no, then... That's not what you should be doing, or are you being a good teammate right now? So it's uh, yeah, it's good being able to have those, I guess, sayings or whatever that you. Keep. It's a it's a standard. Yeah. yeah, it's funny that I was thinking about this this past week. Yeah, uh, I think man, who did come up with a conversation with like my dad or something? He 
he just commented, he commented on like, uh, he called it my motivation. He's like, yeah, you're always so motivated. He's like, I got to figure out, you know, how to get that or do that. And I didn't, you know, get into the conversation with him, but you know, it made me think about like, well, it's not, it's not motivation. It's just that I have a standard I set for myself. Yeah. And it's like the same thing, like a code, a standard. And you just routinely ask yourself, well, is this what I would do? Right. Yeah. And, and you run it through that. Like, I oh, know this isn't what I would do or should do. So let's fix this. Yeah. And that's really what it just boils down to. It's the you know, same thing you were saying. Yeah. But it's a matter of doing it for yourself. You know, when you're a kid, obviously the adults in your life can steer you in that direction. Right. You know, but once you get older, you know, it's self-governed. Yeah. You don't have someone. No. And that's what, I mean, the idea came from that, uh, the warrior kid books, because in the first one he gets introduced to... Uncle Jake. Uncle Jake and the idea of having a code, a warrior code. Yeah. Is what they talk about, and it's like you know all the branches of the military have their their code, and again, it's all about this is how we act, this is who we are, and so you know that's it's an important thing. But yeah, like you said, like as adults, individuals, we're not necessarily encouraged to do that, and so you don't you don't do it, and then you just kind of if you don't have a way, if you don't have a decision making process, then you just end up like making the easiest decision and the easiest decision is barely, rarely ever. Rarely the right one. The right one, right, yeah. Because yep. you got to create some sort of like irritation. Like if you, if you tell yourself, this is who I am, this is what I do, right? Like I do my best, you know, like in, in any situation and then you don't do your best and you know it, like there's a, uh, you know, the, your, your, your brain doesn't like that. Right, it doesn't like that discord. That's why, like, if you see yourself as a certain kind of person, and somebody says that you know you're not, like, it's why it bothers you so much. Because it's, it's like, wait a minute, I see myself this way, and now you're telling me I'm I'm not, and it's that 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 uh, disharmony or, or whatever. There's, there's a fucking word there. I can't discord or whatever between the disharmony fits it. I know what you mean. Yeah, disharmony fits it. Yeah. So your brain's gonna work to fix that, and you're gonna do one of two things. You're eventually either going to change your behavior so it matches what how you see yourself or you're going to give up and like you're going to stop telling yourself and seeing yourself that way and you know could but you're so that is like you said it's not motivation it's that you just don't want to have to deal with that uncomfortable that, that disharmony uh-huh. between who you see yourself as and the, and the standards you've set and then your actions not matching up to that and uh yeah but again that's just not if, if you don't get taught that then how are you supposed to know it? It's not a natural thing necessarily. So I guess it is. I mean, some people do it. No, I... I, you know, I don't know if they do it I naturally as much as they, they see it and they then consciously start to like emulate right, it. Right. But you, you know, on that note, you can learn that at any time. Oh, yeah, like for sure. If you're not living that lifestyle, you know, and you're starting out in jiu-jitsu and you're getting in, you know, involved in that community, you, you're going to see a lot more people that operate like that. So you have some models to look at. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. I see how he's doing things. You know, that's you know, that's a big thing about a jiu-jitsu school or community. Like, you're surrounded by a bunch of uncommon people. Yeah. And a lot of people, you know, behave like that, you know, in, in theory. We, our our, uh, our jiu-jitsu school, I think jiu-jitsu school as a whole is full of a bunch of just people that aren't quite normal. 
Like we talk about, they're not a bunch yeah. of overweight people that are going to get wiped out by the coronavirus. No, man, it tends to be a little healthier. A little healthier population. Just, little... Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, you can start doing that at any time. Set those new standards for yourself and just don't accept any less. Right, yeah. Like, this is it. This is what I do. Yeah. And that's simple. You just lay that down black and white. This is what I do. This is how I behave. There's no, you don't wane from it. Right. Yeah. No, there's a, actually, man, in that book, the With Winning in Mind book, that Lenny Basham guy uh, talked a lot about that, about the idea of you, you control the conversation in your head to, you know, one, not have you focus on problems, focus on solutions, but also to drive yourself towards being the kind of person you want to be. And so, you know, you have to consciously tell yourself, like, I am, you know, it's almost like the fake it till you make it type of thing. Kind of. Like, yeah, it is. Like, you have to tell yourself, I am this person before you are that person. Like, you can't, like, become that person and then, oh, I'm this person. It's like, no, no, no. You have to, like, you have to see yourself as a fit person before you're actually a fit person. Because that's what drives you towards becoming that <coughs> that fit person or, or whatever the, you know, your, your goal is. But he, um, he had a, actually a really good formula, like, you know, sitting down and saying, okay, this is what I want to do. You know, what's the payoff for it? Cause that's the other thing. Like if you don't have a specific payoff, like what is going to be, you know, if I do this, right, if I decide like, okay, I'm going to be a, uh, you know, a fit person and I'm going to, who uh, watches what they eat and exercises, right, right. So what's, what's the payoff for that? And if you don't, you know, like, oh, if it's just kind of some vague thing, it's like, ah, oh, it's not the same. But if you have a specific pain point that you can like write down and say, you know, when I achieve this, I'm going to be able to, you know, do X without my lower back hurting and, and getting out of breath or, you know, insert whatever it is, right? Like, cause there's a reason that people want to change. Like something's, they feel like something's not right. And they want to fix it. There's a pain that they want to fix. Yeah. And would you guys I, usually... I agree. Yep. Yeah. And so it's by identifying like how your life is going to improve specific points, specific ways that your life is going to improve by making these changes and then uh, identifying like, you know, what you're going to be able to like, how you're going to do it, like what potential problems can pop up. To do this, you know, I'm going to achieve this by, you know, meal prepping every Sunday and having a planned workout for the week. You know, again, like, but this seems simple, but these are the things that when someone says, I want to get fit, okay, I'm going to get fit. And then they just go. They don't take the time to be like, okay, wait, why, why do I want to get fit? Okay, I really need to, because when things get hard, I need to be able to come back to this and say, this is why I'm doing this, because this is the payoff, right? Like, you're not working, you, like, you want the money, right? right. Like, what's, what's the paycheck at the end of my, of my uh, time I put in. If it's not worth it, if someone said, do your job for a buck an hour, you wouldn't do it. Correct. Right? So it's like, if the payoff isn't worth it, you won't do it. And so if you haven't set that payoff in your mind and really, because again, you may think about it and be like, fuck, why am I doing this? Like that payoff's not really worth it for all this effort. Like, why am I doing this? Is it just because everybody says this is what I should do? You know, what is it? And, uh, but set that payoff, man. Understand what it is and then, set specific ways you're going to achieve it and you increase your chances of actually achieving your goal like just infinitely because it's not a whim anymore it's a plan there's a big difference between like a plan and a and a wish so but yeah setting that is super important but how do you do it right yeah you guys i think yeah 
you know, I, I forget just because I've been living like this for so long that it's, you know, I'm more in the mode. Of, that's just a standard. That's just what I do. And I make a lot of difficult decisions without necessarily thinking about having that goal, so to speak. Because, you know, you're kind of talking about goal setting, right? You know, why are you doing this? Yeah. But once you just ingrain it in you, like you do, you'll end up doing your goal. Yeah, you cheat, right. And you'll end up doing the right things, so to speak, just because that's just what you do. Yeah. Yeah. But one, but you have to start somewhere. You have to get there. Yeah. Like, but I mean, for you though, if you decide you're going to do something different and you decide, okay, I'm really going to start measuring my food and pay attention to what I'm eating here. Well, you know why? Like every time you talk about that, you have a, you have a purpose, right? There's a goal that you yeah. have. There's a payoff. So you don't, you don't do that all the time to that level because there's not necessarily a payoff for it, but you eat well, you eat good most of the time and you watch what you eat, you know, uh, and because that basic habit, you know, a long time ago, you established it and whether consciously or not, you know, your, you, your goal was to be lean and have energy and be able to, you know, do jujitsu and, and recover from it. So you achieve that. But if you want to change from where you're at, like that's where the whole, okay, I got to identify what I need to do. You know, why am I doing it and how am I going to do it? Mm-hmm. And then that, and, and if you don't, if you don't do all those three things, then your odds of actually achieving that is, is just much, much lower. And so, but again, like telling people, like, man, you got to set these, these standards is great. But if they don't, you know, write down those payoffs that they're going to get from it. And then also identify what, you know, how am I going to do this? What are the potential problems that are going to pop up and how am I going to overcome them? Or, you know, what are the basic habits that I'm going to have in place to help me achieve this? Then it, uh, it doesn't work it's, as well. Yeah, it doesn't work. Yeah. I've just seen it so many times. I've done it myself. So and I still fall for it. It's just easier that way to say, okay, I'm going to do this and be done. But <laughs> to actually yeah, make, okay, I'm going to do this, but then, okay, what steps do I have to, like, what is step number one? You know, what is yeah. step number two and put a plan in place? Yeah, spend like 10, 15 minutes, like actually putting it down. And then, you know, he recommends like, you know, reading it every day, several times a day, like actually writing down, okay, this is, you know, you know what I'm going to be, you know, I'm going to be a fit, healthy person. You know, the payoff is that I'm going to, blah, blah, blah. I'm going to do this by X and you know, I am a fit, healthy person. And it's like, you know, you read that every day, several times a day. Like it's, it's going it just to sink in. It's going to sink in. Yeah. 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 Especially when you're writing about it, like this is who you are. You've already achieved it. It's not like I'm working on this. No, this is who you are. Like I am this person. This is what I've done. This is how I achieved this goal. Even rec- he's, his thing was like to put a date three weeks in the future on the paper and then you read it every day up to that date. And then again, by that date, you've either that's who you are or, you know, you're almost there. You still got some things. But he actually recommends like taking a break, like spending a week or two away and then coming back and then kind of setting a new That's a good idea. To kind of just let yourself, because it's what will happen once you go through a few cycles of that, that quote unquote break time will be like less and less of a break time. Yeah. yeah, you know, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, because you're leveling up, you're setting your standard higher and higher, and so your your relax mode, so to speak, you're taking. Oh yeah, you're already better. Is better. Yeah, and so when you take that week off, to like, okay, I did good this past three weeks. This next week, I'm a little more relaxed. And, yeah, but that little more relaxed ends up being 
a net, you know, a next level up. Yeah, maybe if you didn't achieve one hundred percent, you got right. 60, sixty. You're still sixty percent better than you were. Right, and that that's the that's the and thing. it just builds that yeah. momentum just builds. And, and right. you got to put an end date to it. I like that because you know you can get stuck in the like, well, I haven't quite achieved it yet. I can't move on to anything because I haven't quite achieved this one yet. You know, I'm not I'm not perfect with this yet, and so I got to keep focusing on that. And that's how you like. You, and then it gets stagnant, right? right? Like if you're just following the same thing for six months, it just, it doesn't, it loses its impact. And then you get burnt out on it and then you just Yeah, it doesn't have the same off. impact. So yeah, yeah, it's, but yeah, that system, I got to uh, get back on it. I'd used it for trying to help me be more, what was it, decisive and indistractable. Do you, 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 I mean, I know you're a thinker, you're like an overthinker about things, but I don't see you as having a problem being like decisive. Oh man, do, yes. Do, do, do you really? Oh fuck yeah. Do you? Yeah. You just yeah. Go, just overanalyzing shit. Yeah. Just trying to extrapolate it out, like okay, this decision leads here, and this decision leads here, and then it hangs you up. Yeah, or like I'm doing this, but like I could be doing this, and I could be doing this, and mm-hmm. you know, again, because especially with my job, like there's no, you know, there's there's several plates spinning at the same time, so I can where do you put your yeah efforts? Like, where do you put your efforts at and so like that's that's a lot of it is like when I'm working on something I'm I need to be working on it and not thinking about what else I could be working on or what else I, I I'm not doing and you know even like with spending time with my family yep. you know it's like man I need to be indistractable like decisive spending time with my family yes I'm spending time with my family and then during that time I'm not going to be distracted. It's funny you say it. Uh, Paul and I were talking about this. I think on last our last episode of this, the Skeptor and the Pastic. Yep. <laughs> and, uh, um, dude, I'm terrible. I have a, you know, it's, it's all about being in the moment, right? Yeah. yeah but basically, yeah. You know, if you want to put it some different words to it. But, dude, I struggle with that bad. Yeah. Because when, when I'm at work, I want to be home. You know, and then when I'm at home, oh, I should be training. Well, when I'm training, oh, I should be spending time with my dog. Or, you know, I should be spending time with my friends. Like, whenever I'm doing something, there's a piece of my brain that's like, oh, you should be doing this. You should, like, and it's not healthy. No. And it's, dude, it's a vicious cycle and it's hard to get out. Dude, I, dude, I struggle with that bad. Yeah. You know, being just, there's certain times I can be in the moment, you know, here and there. That's, you know, we've talked about it before. That's why I really like jujitsu because when someone's trying to choke the fuck out of you, you're in that moment. Yeah. Like you, you, you're in it. That moment's front and center. Yeah, front and center, man. Your, you know, your life isn't on the line, so to speak, but it is. Yeah. In, you know, in a pretend, you know, play way there. <clears throat> so you're in that moment, and if you step out of that moment thinking, "Oh, I got to go to the grocery store when I get out of here," next thing you know, you're tapping. I, you know, I'll do. I, I do that sometimes training. Yeah. I'll be mid roll with somebody, and my mind will just start fucking wandering. <laughs> I'll think about my grocery list. Oh, fuck, I got a vacuum when I get home. Next thing you know, the guy's getting out of side control. Like, God damn it. Why am I thinking about vacuuming right now? I, dude, I do do that. I do that more often than I like to admit. It's not easy to fix, man. It really is. Yeah. That's where meditation comes in. Yeah, fucking meditation. I <laughs> no, I should be meditating. See? <laughs> See? You should be spending your time meditating instead of all these other things. One more thing to worry about. I know, exactly. No, that fucks me up there. <laughs> Yeah. No, man, that's normal. That's totally normal. But again, if you don't take steps to mitigate that, then you know you don't want to get rid of it completely, right? Because your ability to project into the future and play out different scenarios is, healthy. is a fucking superpower. Right. 
you know that just separates us from yeah most animals, animals, animals yeah <laughs> it's like we can we can project different scenarios in the future put ourselves in them whether it's like well should i go should i work on this or should i work on this or should i do this or you know oh, i'm here with them but you know i could be doing this instead and that, all that is is just you the other thing is ruminating on the past mm-hmm. right just sitting and spending your time actually thinking about shit that in the past for some reason that went wrong or wasn't good or what someone said or what you said what you said or what you should have said yeah. and then that's that's like the past and you're projecting yourself into a potential past you know what I mean like yep. so our brain its ability to time travel basically is a superpower it allows us to to uh, to do great things but yeah if it gets out of control like with great power comes great responsibility and so like you do have to safeguard yourself in order to keep yourself you know, to be able to be in the moment as much as possible. And, and that is for me, like that was the, like the indistractable, uh, I got the, it was the book, um, that got me on that term. I like that, you know, it's not the title of the book. Yeah. Indistractable. Yeah. Do they talk about blocking your time in that book? Yeah. I know that's a good strategy. Yeah. I I know more than one person's ever talked about that, but like being, I think even, uh, old Teddy Roosevelt was a stickler for that. You know, he would set up his, his schedule even down to like the half hour. Like, okay, this half hour, I am focused on this. Yeah. Nothing else. Boom, that timer goes off. He's on that half hour. Okay, the next hour is dedicated to this. And he was, you know, they talk about he was insanely productive in all areas of life. The dude was a fucking maniac. Yeah. And uh, a lot a lot of it was attributed to that, that he was really anal about his blocking his time off in his schedule. Yeah, no, and, time blocking. Time blocking. Because that helps you... Like, you've thought ahead of time, this is what I'm going to be focused on. Yep. And so when you sit down and you do it, you it's easier for you to trust that this is what I'm supposed to be doing. You don't second guess yourself. So yeah, much. I didn't decide this in the moment. Right. And this was decided a while ago, and now all I got to do is just execute it. Yep. And so, yeah, no, there's definitely something for that. I mean, like, I block out time for, like, I mean, really, like, with a family, you know, hanging out with Shiloh and Z and Kiele. Uh, are the the big ones that I make sure like man I gotta block these yeah things you out. have to because those are the ones that I mean I'm gonna sound crass but like those are the ones that don't necessarily like pay off right right so it's e- it's easy to just discount them and get rid of them yeah and cut into those times yes yeah and, yeah and that's those are easy to get rid of yep it, it, that's not healthy at all no <laughs> that's not good at all no no no, uh-huh. no not on a consistent basis <clears throat> so and that's why you gotta. You know, yeah, block some time out, but especially it's it's the things that you, you know, for most people, it's probably not work, right? Like for most people, it is like doing jujitsu, like block that shit out, yep. like decide ahead of time. This is my jujitsu time. I've scheduled this appointment with myself and I don't break this appointment. You're not sitting there, you know, on Wednesday night coming home from work trying yeah. to decide. Do I go or not? Go or not or whatever. Or somebody calls you up and is like, oh, do you want to do this? And it's like, oh, you know, I don't know. And it's like, no, man. Fuck no. I've I got I got an appointment. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's a meeting. I set this meeting. Yep. I can't cancel gotta it. Make That's it. it. Yeah. So, yeah, blocking out your time, whether it's for that or... But it's, it's the things... That for a lot of us, like I said, are not necessarily work related. Yeah. Because that's the what gives you the mental, like that kind of that mental pressure relief valve that allows you to, when you are working, you're not so worried about all these other little things that you're not doing. It allows you to be more focused there. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's uh, it's important. It is. If you're not if you're struggling with that, it's normal. 
totally normal. That's a tough one. Yeah. But it is too, though, like I said, where meditation comes in. Fucking meditation. I know, man. But what are you going to do? Preaching that all the time, James. It's, you, you when I'm trying like, to strangle you today, I'm going to think of meditate on this motherfucker. Musashi. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's good enough for Musashi. It must uh, be something to it. Must be something to it. I mean, you know, like I've said it before, I've said this a hundred times in this podcast, you know, because I go back to it and I know I should, you know, whenever you listen to Tim Ferriss interviewing all the super high achievers, every fucking one of them talks about meditating. Every one of them. I, I don't think any, I can't think of any super high achiever he's interviewed that says they didn't meditate. Yeah. I can't. Yeah. Because it, it is like, if you're going to have your mind running... Sharp crazy like you better be able to fucking quiet it down too it's like yeah. the the two extremes like just focus on nothing and then that'll allow you to focus on everything better so hmm. yeah whatever whatever man <laughs> whatever man I hear you. fucking whatever what the fuck am I did you lose your phone no it's up there you got some notes for us you know I had one subject that I wanted to get your opinion on before we oh I'll share an opinion wrap it up but so I'm trying to teach the kids to do arm bars from mount. Oh yeah, you mentioned this last week. Yeah, it's a, it's a fucking shit show. Is it? Yeah, and uh, I was really like, man, this is just you know, it's it's. I was thinking about it, and so I came up with this whole idea. And remember, you know, I tend to justify my reality. So if I think that teaching kids arm bars is hard, then there must be some justification for it, which is. That the reality is, is you don't do an armbar from mount. No one's ever armed, armbarred anyone from mount. I have. No, you haven't. Yeah, I have. I guess like if you can get the underhook one. Okay, so that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about like your your traditional armbar where you have the arm between the legs and you are squeezing the, your the, and thighs I, together. I, I, I can see where you're going already. Like the old traditional way of teaching it. Is you have the guy on bottom bench pressing. Yep. And then you put your hands in, so to speak, in like the CPR position. Mm-hmm. And then you pivot, you spin. Like it's a cumbersome way to teach the armbar. There's and we always teach things like slow and grinding and controlled. You can't get that armbar like that. It's no. Like you got to spin. And we teach people not to flop when they go for the armbar. Teaching it that way induces the flop. Yeah. You know what I mean. So yeah, I, I see where you're going with this. So uh, I, but I guess like my my thing is is it. You, it's not mount that you get that from. It's S mount. S mount's better. It's and it's the only way to do it. Even if you swing yeah, your yeah. legs, even if you yeah. do the swinging one, you do end up in. You the, are there is a moment where your body is in an S mount position. Yep. You have swung your leg up under the and, and the the legs kicking over the top, the knees leading the way. Like that is S mount. Yep. And then you swing that over. You're just not and, stopping there. So yes, speak. exactly. But yeah. you you flow through S mount. Yep. So it's not we don't it's not mount it's s mount so if people can't do s mount why are we teaching them arm bars yeah we should be teaching them s mount first where as a position right not an arm bar right this is how to transition from mount to s mount these are two different positions and you need know you need to know how to transfer to it and maintain control in it and then you get the opportunity to hit an arm bar or a choke or all sorts of other things. So, I mean, would you... I, I agree. Yeah. I agree. That yeah. makes sense. And and so, if you can't do S-mount, if you can't transfer from mount to S-mount, the armbar should not be something that you're learning. Right. I mean, I would say that for like white belts too. Yeah. 
No, you you bring you bring up a good point too. Go ahead. I was I was about to say something to interrupt, but go ahead. Go no, ahead. no, no, no. I just I think that that's that, that's kind of my point. And I was just I was you know just thinking about um, you know the the analogy right of like oh you know let people don't like leg locks for some you know if you're passing the guard because you're giving up position to go for the submission, but you can make the same argument for an arm bar from mount like you're giving up mount giving up mount to to sit back and you're giving up position like you better make sure that you you get that fucking arm bar because if you don't you have given up position and now you're fucked Mm -hmm. and so it's but what the thing is is it's not giving up position it's giving up position without understanding how to control where you're going properly right that's the problem if you just sit back for an ankle lock and you don't understand how to control the, that that Ashigrami game properly, yeah, you're gonna give up position. You're gonna get fucked. If if you just fucking whip for an armbar and fall off, you're giving up position. Yeah. So it's the position that we need to teach people, not the submission. I know it's fucking crazy. <laughs> revolutionary. <laughs> right, revolutionary. It's something that we all say, right? But it's like it it, it does. It's it, the more I think about it, and I find myself falling victim to it. That was falling victim to it. I'm teaching kids armbars because that's what we teach people. We teach people submissions. Right. We don't, we don't really teach them the position that the submission comes from, right? Pit stop versus armbar from closed guard, right? right? Like that's S-mount versus armbar from mount. No, it's so teaching people that position and then teaching them how to control that position is what opens up position plus reaction equals yeah, technique and, choice. And this is just uh, a good example. Like you're really good at breaking things down is the like how we get there instead of just teaching the armbar. Now you're, you're, I mean, that's what's helped you learn jiu-jitsu so well, and it helps you be a good coach, and you know, not just jiu-jitsu, but everything. You have just that analytical, annoyingly analytical mind <laughs> <laughs> that that you can sit back and look at it, like, okay, wait a second, what are we really asking someone to do? What are yeah. we teaching them? What are we trying what, to, get them to do? What, what what is okay? Yeah, the end result is you know we're going from mount to armbar, but it just doesn't magically happen like what are the steps yeah and then you can really break it down and yeah i know i i agree 100 because it's funny as when i was about to interrupt you a minute ago i think it was last sunday i gave very similar advice to our friend joel you know firefighter joel one of yeah. the purple belt training partners because he's a real athletic you know explosive type dude and he he gave up you know quite a few things when i was training with him because he was Focused on these big exaggerated moves, yeah. these big explosive athletic moves, like going from mount to armbar without solidifying, solidifying it all the way through. And instead of giving them like a real concrete example, we got done wrestling. And I was like, "Hey, I was like, I'm just gonna tell you this. You're smart enough. You got enough experience. Sort this out." I was like, "You need to focus more on the micro moves and the micro fights within jujitsu as opposed to these big exaggerated macro moves." Because that's where you're giving up everything. That's where I'm getting out and that's where I'm catching you. Is you're doing these big macro, blah, like, and everything just loose and fucking willy-nilly and it's not good. As it, And I could see his gears turn. And then later on, I told him that kind of early in the training session. Mm-hmm. And later on in the training session, he's like, he's like, yeah, he's like, because, and he made the reference too. He's like, yeah, like, when I watch, like, you and Kevin or you and Randy wrestle, he's like, sometimes it looks like you guys are just being lazy. You're not doing a whole lot. I was like, well, we kind of are sometimes. Yeah. He's like, but he's like, there's probably a lot of little fights going on in there. He's like, that I don't really realize. I was like, 
Exactly. Yes. And then once you get the fight <clears throat> one that you want, then you, then you, can you make move. A, then you can make a bigger move. Yeah. But if you're just moving without just, understanding what the fuck's happening between right. point A and point C, that's the problem is like, usually there's a B there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're going A to D. A to D, you're right. you're skipping, you know, A1, A2, right. C. Yeah. Like, there's yeah. a lot. Yeah. And you can't throw all that at somebody when they're learning it, but you can break it down better than just a lot of the traditional ways, you know, things are yeah. being taught. Yeah. I still uh-huh. like that's... There, there is a just something there's a disconnect between the position before submission that we we preach and we all know works but then you look at like well how are we teaching jujitsu and so much of what we're teaching jujitsu is submissions you know we're going to teach you how to do triangle from closed guard or whatever and it's like man you gotta like if you understand how to just control closed guard and just wreck somebody's day with it Triangles are going to happen. Everything else happens from there. Right. Triangles, arm bars, chokes, yeah. in the back, whatever. These things happen. happen. But it's like, yeah, I was thinking about it. It's like, it's almost like a cliche of, you know, white belts going for fucking arm bars and just giving up giant position, you know, falling backwards, not, and it's like, why? Like, so why do we even teach them fucking arm bars in the first place if they're giving up position? If giving up position is so bad, right? If I'm not supposed to fall back for an ankle lock when I'm passing the guard because why would you, why I'm getting, would you fall why, back for yeah, an arm bar? Why would I fall, why would I teach somebody something that they're giving up position to do? Right. And so that's where yeah, I was like, man, it's S mount. Like until someone can do it, and really, like the thing is, is you, you can do the move. Like you can start on your knees, put your fucking weight on your hands, and then. Transfer to a 90 a 90 box, to right. a shin box, like and, and making that 45 degree or 90 degree turn with your orientation, you can make that same exact move off of someone. Yep. So, if you can't do it off of someone, you're not going to do it well on them, right? Right, yeah, why they're getting squirrely right. moving around, yeah. Right. And then, what are we going to do? And then, and then, why are we teaching them a submission from there? So, for me, with the kids, man, it's like one, I'm going to you know do that, but like that's why I like the Americana. The Americana for Mount, especially for kids, is money. Like, man, if somebody's pushing up on you, the same exact thing that's going to set up the arm bar is going to set up the Americana. You swim inside, and I just pin the elbow down and grab their wrist and then come under and grab, and I'm there. Like, the, the, the transition from someone pushing up on your chest to an Americana is fucking so, like, it's there. And then you're not giving up position. You're staying strong in Mount, and it's just, it's such a better... I think submission for kids to focus on from mount than armbar, but there's this tradition like yeah, tradition. we armbar yeah. people from mount. Yeah, That's they, what we do. Bench presses. And we yep. swing around. And hit the we arm swing bar. around and we hit that armbar, man. Yeah. And it, it it looks great. Like when you see somebody fucking doing the swinging armbar and whipping around, and you, you know you see some kid who's been you know uh, doing on an adult who's setting it up for him and all that stuff, and it looks fucking spectacular, but. There's just, there's a disconnect. Yeah, I was just going to say, there's too much of a disconnect. Yeah, between reality and what we're told Mm -hmm. with that. So, anyways. No, you're on to something. It's going to be my focus. It's actually good I came up with that because next week we're going over, I mean, assuming we have classes and we don't get shut down by the government, um, we're going to go over mount. And again, like I teach, I don't teach submissions necessarily like i teach the position and there's always a submission at the end of it but it's not i'm not teaching you the submission i'm teaching you this position so we're going to learn how to control mount we're going to learn the different ways to control the different things that just like you teach a kid how to control mount and then what we're going to do we're going to learn the americana and then i'm going to work on just transitioning to s mount 
not even worrying about like any submissions or anything from there. But like S mount is a reaction. You you can force the reaction, but it's also just a reaction to someone like starting to roll over too far to their side. Mm-hmm. Like you, it, it's 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 good mount control is what it is. And so uh, it's so. Anyways, that's why I'm I'm, I'm glad I kind of came up with that teaching the kids man dude i was like this is crazy <laughs> trying to teach kids arm bars from mount kids, just... kids will show you where your coaching files are that's for sure oh my god yeah i'm basically having to hold my arm up here hold on to my arm while i scoot you around me and put your leg over my head and then fall back okay that's kind of it all right next and it's like this is fucking insanity <laughs> insanity so yep kids will show you your coaching flaws that's for sure yeah man i'm trying to teach a six-year-old something yeah so yeah, so what would you teach? Would you teach? Uh, I guess like the pimento choke from S mount from mount. Oh, from mount. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That one do, you did from mount. Mount, you stay mount. You stay really controlled, yep. and you, you can learn how to shift your weight. Yeah, you know, and kick one leg straight. You know, kind of like straight behind. Yeah, yeah. You're not going to full S mount. Yeah, you got to shift your hips a little shift bit. Your hips, or it's or you not can, as big. Or you can Suzanne Summers it and really squeeze yep. when they really start, you know, trying to get away and control. Yeah, yeah. I think the pimento choke and the americana. Or kind of your two, like, money what you do from mount, submissions right? straight from mount. And then teaching people how to transition S from mount. Uh, to S-mount based on their reaction yep. kind of thing. And then uh, maybe by Thursday. There's a joke there, man. Like, our boy Ken came up with. He's like, dude, my Thursday jiu-jitsu is, like, so much better than my Monday jiu-jitsu. <laughs> so we just got to get through Monday and Tuesday. And then by the time we get to Thursday, <laughs> you know, because, you know, you have a chance to you know, drill shit a few uh-huh. times. Like, yeah, you're always going to suck the first time you do it. So yeah, by Thursday I might be able to show some some attacks from S mount. I think if people can do that, man, I think that if you can, you know, understand how to use the, the collar choke to fuck people's day up, you know, look for yeah. Americana yeah. and then transition to a really tight good S mount that they can't get out of, like you're set up for a lot of attacks, taking yeah. the back, chokes, yeah. all kinds of stuff. It's easy. It's like like takedowns, man. If you get the entry right, like the takedown's the easy part. Mm-hmm. And so, like, just drill the entry. Like, that's that's the same thing with submissions. Like, man, drill the fucking positions. The footwork, so to that speak. Lead, right? Yeah, exactly. The positions that lead to the submissions. Like, once you fucking have those on lockdown, the submissions are easy. They just fucking come. So, anyways. Cool. Yeah. That's yeah, good. Well, right on, man. I'm that's glad. Good, good place to end it, huh? Yeah, I think so. So, yeah, work on your S-mount, people. Be healthy. Be healthy. And you won't, can, get, won't get the coronavirus. You can work on your S-mount. Like I said, you can do a bodyweight drill. So you don't even need people to work on your uh, to work on your jiu-jitsu moves. Yeah, if the government shuts you down and says you can't train jiu-jitsu, you, know, you can still practice. You can still practice. You can do ramp and isometrics. Yep. At home. At home. With you and your belt. Yeah, exactly. So. Cool. All right. All right, man. See you. Thank you for listening to the Grumpy Guy BJJ Podcast. Thank you all for listening. You can find us on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever else you listen to podcasts. Please make sure to subscribe and leave us a review. It really does help and will allow us to keep putting out episodes. If you have any questions, comments, or ideas, hit us up at grumpyguybjj at gmail.com. Also, go to our website, grumpyguybjj.com, and get signed up for podcast updates and get our free BJJ Improvement Starter Kit. That's it for now. So get on the mat, train hard, and talk to you all next week. Down,
they're calling Daisy Duke Hanging by the lace of their shoes No trace of the tools Shaped in your face, fuck the rules Snooze you lose One eye always open, it times two No clue, but soon a brief monsoon Might give you a view to choose Stay tuned, include, won't conclude To the end is near beware There's consequences for what you do To me Myself, he died. Me, myself, he died.